0: Hey guys, welcome to the Outward Conversation Podcast. Thank you for listening to our second bonus episode. And if you missed the explanation on the first one, I will give you a quick recap. The bonus episodes will come between interview episodes, and there will be no set time on those. The idea of the bonus episodes is just for me to go on a rant about some of the things that God is currently teaching me or that He has taught me over the years. I'm looking forward to sharing these thoughts and ideas with you guys, and I hope you get something out of listening. I'm really encouraged by the responses I've gotten to the few episodes of the podcast that we have released so far, and I really appreciate you guys taking the time to listen, and I really, really, really can't wait to share more of the conversations that are coming for you guys. So, today I want to share a little bit on Kingdom Perspective. As Christians, we are called to view the things we experience through a supernatural lens because all things are possible with God, right? But instead, most of us, especially in this culture of Christianity in America, find ourselves limiting God to the things that we think are possible and never letting God truly be God in our lives and this is a very sad reality that i wish to change in my own life and if it's something that you find yourself stuck in i hope that you will enjoy, that you will join me on that journey as well we are going to look at a passage in second kings chapter 6 where the prophet elisha finds himself surrounded by the enemy but when he looks at the big picture he can see that god is already working in the situation and he prays for his servant's eyes to be opened so he can see beyond the immediate threat and see that God is far more powerful than any army. 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 15-17 through 17 says, When the servant of the man of God rose early in the morning and went out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was all around the city. And the servant said, Alas, my master, what shall we do? He said, Do not be afraid, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, O oh Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. How many times do we just see the immediate threat and never attempt to look past it and see what God is doing? I think this problem causes Christians to walk away from their callings way before they accomplish what they're supposed to. You see pastors leaving churches when things get hard. You see marriages falling apart because they cannot see past the problems to see a powerful God. Most of the people who taught me as I was growing up have completely left church and Christianity because their trials were bigger than their God. This used to upset me because the way that I saw it was if it could happen to them, then it could happen to anyone. But what I see now is if we put our faith in things like our home church, our pastor, our significant other, our children, our careers, then we will view it as if God personally let us down when those things or people let us down. Five or six years ago, when I was touring, we had a few tours that we did not see all the way through, whether it was vehicle problems, health problems, family problems back home, or just running out of money. There were times when we had to cancel a few concerts and go home. I remember one tour where we saw it through, even when we did not want to because of vehicle problems. We were lucky enough to be part of a church that covered us in prayer when we were out on the road, and they would help financially when they could, and this time was no different. We were going out on this tour with very little money, And we were just trusting God to get us through. And the church prayed over us and our van, and off we went. The first night was in Birmingham, Alabama. And that is about an eight-hour drive from where we were in North Carolina. So we put a full tank of gas in my 1993 Dodge Caravan and took off. The gas gauge was broken, along with so many other things in this van. We put that van through so much. There was a point towards the end of us touring where the only way that we could get the van to start was by shaking it, and we never questioned that at all. But back to the story. We just knew roughly how far we could go on a full gas tank, and we would top off again shortly before we got that far. So we got close to the venue in Alabama, and we stopped for gas before the show so we don't have to try and fill up at two in the morning. Our drummer was pumping the gas, and he got about $2 worth in, and it started coming back out and got all over his arms and his shirt, and we were really confused as to why our empty gas tank was not taking gas, but we had a show to go play, so we got about $2 worth of gas and drove off to the show. The next day, back on the road to go to our next stop, and we know we need gas, so we stop at the first gas station we see, and we managed to get just a little over a dollar in the tank before it starts shooting back out again. We are very frustrated by this point because at this rate, we're going to have to stop for gas every 20 to 30 miles and try to put what little gas we can in the car. So that is exactly what we do. We stop so many times just to get a little gas because On the first trip, we drove for six hours or more on one tank of gas, and since then we have not been able to put in more than one or two gallons at a time, so we have to be running on empty for most of this trip, not even mentioning the frustration of getting gas on your hands, clothes, shoes, whenever it spills back out. In my mind, it's kind of the same idea of when you're already having a really bad day and then you stub your toe, just like adding insult to injury at that point, so... We wanted to go home and figure out what was wrong and, you know, get somebody to fix our tour van. And uh, it just happened that we had a show towards the end of this two-week tour that was close to our drummer's parents' house. And his dad knew a guy who agreed to look at it for us. So we powered through for a few more days of having to turn five-hour drives into nine-hour drives because of how often we had to stop for gas. We finally get to our drummer's parents' place, and his dad... Takes the van to his friend, knowing they are going to drop the gas tank. We did not put more gas in it for the last few hours, so they could drop the tank when it was empty to see what the problem was. They came back with the news that the only problem we had when they dropped the tank was that it was full of gas. We were very confused because we knew that it should have been empty or at least very close to it. We filled it up in North Carolina about two weeks prior to this, and we had been through Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, Virginia and now back in North Carolina. This made no sense at all, but as we did with lots of things during this time, we just shrugged it off, and we were thankful that there was no problem that we had to pay for, and we finished the tour. I got back to my home church and shared the story with my pastor, and he starts laughing and says, I guess we should have told you guys that we were praying for God to give you a full tank of gas. We both had a good laugh, and I agreed that it would have been good to know that since the gas gauge didn't work in the van, but this is just a very lighthearted example of when we focus on what we see as a problem and not how God is working in the situation. You may hear this story and be a Christian and still be thinking that there is no way that is possible. And I will tell you from experience that I have seen God fill gas tanks in cars multiple times since then. We have to be open to the fact that things of the kingdom make no sense on earth. Romans chapter 8 verse 7 says, For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's laws. Indeed, it cannot. When we only focus on things of this earth, there is no way that we can please God, let alone do the things that he has called us to do. To walk in power, we have to believe that God still moves in power. What is it that you are called to do? And what fears are keeping you from moving forward? If I can encourage you in any way, it would be with this. You can fully trust that you cannot do what God has called you to do without his help. But he has promised to never leave or forsake you. Galatians chapter 5 verse 18 says, But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. I pray that you will find yourself relying more on his spirit and less on what makes sense to you. Life gets way more fun when you approach it this way as well. Thank you guys for listening to this bonus episode, and I cannot wait to share the next one with you. Until next time.